0: Welcome to the Two Dogs Howling Under One Moon Podcast. I'm Brutus. And I'm Cletus.
1: And now to our sponsor for this episode.
0: Welcome to the Two Dogs Howling Under One Moon Podcast. As always, I'm Brutus, and we have reinvented the podcast, so Cletus is going to reintroduce himself.
1: So uh this is going to be the second coming um of the podcast so uh I don't know if we're going to count that last season as a season or a first season or a precursor or what um I think that
0: should just be stand for the test of time of our creative ability yeah, to yeah. bullshit about crazy things.
1: You know, I I feel like it should be it should stay there uh so that way we can make fun of ourselves. In Absolutely the and There's, everyone I, else can make fun of us in the future.
0: Because I love the whole eco-friendly gas story.
1: I mean, well I'm I d would never get rid of that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> at any rate, um I am Tim Minor, uh founder and president and a whole bunch of other titles as what happens when you start your own business of TA Minor and Associates. And
0: does this mean I have to start calling... When I you answer the phone, you should start actually answering the phone going, yes, this is the president. Yes, this is the president.
1: Uh, only if you walk around in a dark suit with an earpiece, then we'll go... I already have the earpiece. All right. You're not getting me in a tie, though.
0: So let's talk about it. Gavin DeBecker and
1: Associates, Polos? Mm, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll compromise to that. All right. Yeah. And uh, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, uh, Brutus is a member of the team. Um I still
0: want to remain
1: anonymous in order to be
0: creative And keep the fun entertainment content that we've uh, known to come and love
1: Um, But we're not going to be holding ourselves to the standard of me Not accidentally saying his name or vice versa He still may call me Cletus still Still may call the fiance now Oh yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm still
0: kinda pissed about the whole climb up the mountain and then like you tell me like hey I want you to record and then like you go run up the damn mountain and I'm behind you with the damn cameras going <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> I'm out of breath, man. Like give me a minute, I'm button- like I'm clearly out of shape and then like Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: it's still f- it's still pretty though. Yeah, no it it turned out really good. Um So Kind of going in, maybe you know. Maybe we'll talk a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about some things that have kind of been bo- on both of our minds. Uh, TSA flying with a gun. Uh, oh and, yes, that one. You know, maybe experience. maybe not super dog on TSA like we did it in episode zero 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 or whatever.
0: Yeah, but I feel like if we're going to keep, we're
1: going to start seasons
0: like this. What's the first thing we got to do? Doggone on TSA.
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh was, I mean, just, it's, a tr- it's it's just a tradition at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll still do that. And then uh I think we'll also talk about the ultimate feeling of when you finally get executive people, big wigs to actually be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll give you money for your security program," because you don't understand how much businesses don't want to do that. I'm experienced it every day. I don't. yeah we do we experience it every day um in more ways than one i think you uh should definitely talk about that
0: more because you wrote that article
1: uh yes so i mean i talked about how the business most people in the executive world they only care about one thing that's themselves sorry i mean they only care about one thing and that's making money um, and then themselves. So I guess they only care about
0: two things. Yeah, because they care about themselves and making money. They don't care about anybody else making
1: money except for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, I I just talked about how they want, if you're really going to, like, dive in and you're a consultant or even, doesn't even have to deal with security. This is like every business when you're trying to sell B2B. <laughs> or even if you're just a security manager or a low-level analyst somewhere.
0: Yeah, I've um is I do have a second job outside of the business as we like to say or joke about. Um and I will say that the hardest thing on the face of the earth is to try and justify why anything we or why we need to do things a certain way And it costs money And they don't understand you and know A lot what? of that to me boils down to Risk
1: mitigation They, they don't see the money up fr- They see the money up front But they don't see the uh, back end help Like I can replace my toilets With energy efficient toilets And you can see it the next month On your water bill But necessarily You can't see if I put in new security cameras You can't see or for that matter setting up a freaking security program in general and it's just not some guy sitting in an office
0: who's not who's not there half the time
1: half the time so as you guys know i thoroughly enjoy the cyber world um i still hate the damn computer he, he he hates the computer but we both still also we both also still fall into the infosec world too
0: Apparently, he keeps roping me into this, and I don't know why and how, other than it was funny earlier than the week when I had to call and be like, "Can my computer handle monster trucks right now?
1: Yeah, don't even get me started on his computer yet, yeah, yeah. hey,
0: at least I was able to download it by myself, all right, yeah, that's true, that's true. But I just Steam's don't not know hard i I also <laughs> just don't know the like technical specs of my computer, all right like, yeah,
1: no, no, you're good, but you know what i what I'm trying to say is. Is the fact that they don't see a return on investment.
0: They don't see the return on investment until the end. Exactly. And that's the sad part because it's not until you have that worst day of your life and your security guards, who you have now devoted that money to. exactly, Or the lack thereof and you have the opposite effect mm-hmm. because and you have a major incident that could pretty much almost jeopardize your facility and shut your facility down.
1: Yeah. So these are kind of four points that I've kind of come out come up with that have kind of helped us is don't really jump to this first one right away, but it's usually the one that uh really gets them but don't jump to this one right away is like a loss of company reputation, image or public view. You don't really want to tell them, "Hey, f-statement but but, absolutely the f-statement there yeah but but you you want to be able to sell it to them so like i reduce on returns or profits if i'm able to catch somebody at your uh, warehouse that they are Let's say your warehouse house is is like an Amazon-style warehouse, right? So you have a lot of small product that's getting distributed. If I'm able to catch Sticky Fingers McGee, yeah, it might only cost you $2 for that coffee mug or whatever, but that's two more dollars. That adds up. If he's been stealing that, what else has Sticky Fingers McGee been stealing from you guys?
0: Right. You know, and so, like, in the other job I do try and offer, like, well this is where we can save money by doing this and if we do this we could make money because it's a way to make profits and usually it's a oh okay yeah that would be a good idea and then it's three months later and it's like yeah no we're not going to do that uh it's sometimes it's not even that it's hey go do the groundwork and go get quotes for me so
1: and give me that information so I don't have to do any extra work. Yeah, and uh if you're an executive listening to the podcast, um first of all, this is a don't have your lackeys, I guess, your lower level people going out and trying to find quotes for you because I know integration people, you know integration people. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, and yeah. if I called you and I was uh Let's just give a fictitious title a security team lead, per se. I'm not going to get as much traction if it was head of security or something else. Or general manager. Or general manager. That's also where consulting people like what I do, we do. We do. You know, are handy. I'm not saying that we're the best ones. I'm not even saying we're in the top five. But you know, like you gotta you gotta be able to diversify and really give yourself the best options, you know.
0: Yeah, I think you know, part of the other issue is that it's the small town mindset. And when you get into the whole small town mindset, you start running into serious issues of well, that never happened here, that'll never happen here, but then you look at incidents in- instances where um like in Texas over the over Christmas time there's that church shooting yep good people stopping bad guy, or good people's guns stop bad people's guns that's how that works yep. and um so yeah y- you know it's just kind of one of those things of like and I believe it's in Texas that they, the church is okay as long as the church leader says you
1: can carry a gun, you can carry a gun. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I'm not obviously super versed in what state laws are. The state laws are, if per Per se se. you were in Texas and you were to call us or have us, uh, it's a lot of groundwork that we do on the back end that most people don't realize what.
0: We have to educate ourselves
1: because we, we want. It's we're not, not, not a. It's not a. Uh, go grab a large T-shirt and shove it over the same thing. Yeah. You know, um, what may work for you may not work for somebody else. That's also why, like in secure in companies, we're like, well, at this other company that I was the executive at, we did it this way. Well, you're not the same company.
0: Yeah, and in the, in our project management class we're currently taking,
1: we're seeing. Well, that. we're we're currently studying for the uh, CAPM. Uh, exactly. uh, test which is the uh certification test through the through uh the Project Management Institute. Um, if you guys want to go check them out. Um,
0: but yeah, we, I mean that's some of the stuff we talked about in the first week almost. Yeah, is, yeah. You know, you can't do this. You did one, You did it one way. You can't do it the same way the second time.
1: No, if you, that's what complacency kills. My yeah. my first sergeant used to always tell me that complacency kills and the jobs I did in the Navy is definitely complacency could
0: easily kill and kill you three times over oh yeah 100%. and then kill somebody else
1: yeah yeah and you, you really need to think about these things as a security professional no matter if you are a small little dude that works security at a car dealership Right. Or if you are the CSO of a Fortune 500 company, right. somebody has to own that. You have to own that risk. Whatever it is, even how small it is, how big it is, somebody has to own it. Right. And, I mean, yeah, you could dump
0: lots and lots of money into it, but there's also cheap options to oh, go. Oh, yeah.
1: I, you don't need to go spend $400 on a Sony, Sony camera to put up in, if a cheap... Uh, cheaper style camera that does uh,
0: stuff you can buy at Best Buy.
1: Yeah. I mean, Best Buy is kind of on like re- regular retail so price. Obviously, you don't, you, in a commercial property, you don't put re- residential stuff. Right. But doing but something. Some, doing something is better than nothing. Correct. But you should also own your risk. Right. Whatever you're doing. If you are the guy watching cameras, watch the damn cameras. Exactly, if you are the c s o, yeah, or even
0: you know the secretaries people secretary's the first line of security man, exactly, especially if it's a into a facility that you don't have security guards, you don't go through a metal detector, you do't yeah. go through an x-ray machine, you don't do all this, you know, and at the end of the day, that person. Even though they're probably making a minimum wage,
1: they have to be able to distinguish friend from foe. Friend from foe. Yep. Yep. That's very important. And uh, another thing that I've found really helps is if you're able to kind of tell them, yeah, you'll, let's say I'm a, it's going to, I'm going to get kind of techy for a second, but let's say I'm a tech company and I make wireless chargers. Right? But I figured out some way to make my wireless charger charge your iPhone, everyone's iPhone, faster. Right? Yep. But my company, we don't invest in high security measures. And mine does. Yours does. And we decide
0: to hire... I don't want to say... No, we're, okay, we're Actually, so what I was prepared. about to go down is highly illegal, well, so I'm just going to stop yeah, myself right yeah, there. Yeah, don't do that. But Good thing we I, talked to a lawyer last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'll talk to a lawyer again on Monday. But anyway. A different lawyer.
1: True. <laughs> but I'm it, about ready
0: to hire one full-time just to babysit me. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: no, but what I was saying is, is, if you don't have good security, you know, the threat, you can have... I could have the best cybersecurity in the world. In the world. Best cybersecurity in the world. But if I can walk right in the front door and go into your IT closet, how secure is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm, then,
0: you know. I like to pull cables yeah, and
1: not ask questions. Exactly. So my IT closets are so, my safe haven. So let's say some person with the computer IQ of Brutus over here. <laughs> That's
0: a fair IQ level.
1: You decides to go into the IT closet and accidentally plug in an out uh, a NAT cable that connects it to the your server to the outside, and somebody's just snooping, and they publish all of your patents and your trademarks and stuff on your wireless charger, and then the other company, it's then it's free will because it's over on the it's on the open internet then, so they just take your technology, it's I, a loss of a competitive advantage.
0: I like how you tries to explain this compute. Computer stuff, real quick to me using simple words that I I may know, and then use some sprinkle in some fancy words that I definitely don't
1: know. I I try and make it,
0: uh, Brutus friendly. Uh, it was somewhat Brutus friendly.
1: Yeah, I know. I I gotta sprinkle in a little seasoning for everyone else. <laughs> um, we do But that good. you know that also goes into the next thing, which is like reduced returns and profits, because if you're Next gen thing, I can find it on the internet,
0: yeah, I wish you know I wish some well, actually, I'm glad that hackers aren't good at getting into Apple because as much as I would want to know what the new iPhone is going to be next year, that means if they can get into Apple to get those documents leaked, then they can get to my information.
1: I know you get me started on that whole entire thing where the government wants to install a back door into the encryptions. Anyway, Um, but anyway, so you got to think about this. Say theoretically, IT smart man Brutus walks into your IT closet, (laughs) accidentally plugs in a cable that it connects it to the outside internet, or does something right, or pulls a bunch of cables. Pulls a bunch of cables, whatever. How did you? What did you do to prevent that? If you have the best cybersecurity in the world, what's stopping? Next, I would say some toddlers yeah, you're, you're, and elementary school students might have some more computer savvy than you. Yep. But I will gladly so, admit that. So, if you don't have anything physical, how secure is your information? And there you go. That's how I prove that we're actually also in the infosec space. Thank you. Okay. I. Uh, <laughs>
0: fair point but you, you
1: deal with the more physical side of protecting information isn't just what's protected on computers it's hr files right exactly and which and, goes into another thing yeah, i don't yeah. know how many times don't get me started about HR. how i could walk in don't go up to a filing cabinet yes i know but how, I've,
0: I've had horrible experiences at hr
1: well yeah i mean just think <laughs> just think about it like i shouldn't say that that I've had horrible experiences at HR. Nobody yeah, remember, this me. podcast is with your boss. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's um, why I need a lawyer to babysit me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you got to be able to protect people's information. Exactly. So it doesn't matter how great. Even if you don't think it needs
0: to be protected, it probably should be protected yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. Because I don't know. I'm just maybe it's because I'm paranoid and, and that fun stuff. But yeah, I don't anyway
1: I mean yeah no I I'm picking up what you're putting down like what's your third point my third point really is the lot like I, it kind of falls under the competitive advantage I kind of already covered it but no. there's more like loss of competitive advantage loss of your core benef- business technology or your process or how you do things yeah I Beca- mean, because okay think about this The reason why McDonald's became McDonald's is because they figured out how to get food out fast. That was a process. Once that process got out, other businesses started. Burger King. Burger King. Wendy's. Which both of them kind of suck. Okay, I used to work for McDonald's, boy. So did you. No, I didn't. I never worked for McDonald's. I worked for Dairy Queen. Okay, we can't trash Dairy Queen. We love Dairy Queen. Yes. It's the stop sign of Texas, in case you didn't know. What? So, no, that's just like slogan down in Texas. The stop time. The stop sign ah, of Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah.
0: Uh, little, you know, later tonight after we make our, you know, since it's Podcast Friday, we make our T ho- uh, uh, T Road uh, our Road night. <laughs> yep, yep. And um, then, since we have to make that extra stop anyway, it's yeah. kind of along the
1: way. It Kind of is. I mean, so I would be also okay with going to. I know this is kind of sacrilege, but going to the other place that's also right here. To Sonic. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, if we had a Culver's closer, I'd say we'd go there for some concrete mixers, but. I'm all about those concrete I, mixers. I know, I know you are. I mean. Just because of that whole
0: that positive experience of having a concrete mixture shit the next morning, oh yeah, no that it's, was it's, magic that was a magical
1: experience, oh yeah, no it's uh it's one of those feelings that you just uh, never cease to for- forget, I guess, and you just want to keep reliving over and over, yeah and over, yeah, all right, so talking about those things, you have to find a way to mitigate these risks that I've kind of outlined. To sell them on right. It, right? Yeah. So, you know, you could do this multiple ways. You do it with an in-house team, you know, like an uh, uh, in-house team of professionals, you know. But you don't just want security people. You don't just want IT, HR, whatever. You want uh, mixed people from security, IT, HR, and finance. Because security is not just security's job. It's everyone's job. I feel like I want to puke in my mouth because I just said that because it's such a, like, military thing. Like, security is everyone's responsibility. You say that.
0: But But it's true. But at the place I work, the other place I work at, you know, damn janitors constantly leaving the damn doors open. Constantly. And it's, like, when management doesn't want to leave a security guard there when there's people in the building and doors are being left open, you know, it's just inviting somebody. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, some of these doors are hidden. However, you know, loose lips sink ships. So can we really... I mean, you have to be able to trust that janitor. Again, complacency. And... Being able to trust that janitor. Well, I'm just know. going
1: outside for a smoke real quick. I'm just going to throw this pencil in the door real quick so I can keep it propped open, or I'm going to throw a piece of wood in front of it. Whatever. As they're lighting their
0: cigarette and get buried in their phone and not paying attention to the door.
1: Exactly. Here comes Brutus looking. Well, I mean, all fancy. I, literally, skinny. I've literally gone on some risk on some risk assessments. You weren't you weren't with me at this point, but I was able to walk free willy nilly throughout a throughout a a place and I I was sitting in executive like luxury skyboxes at a sporting venue like I was able to walk past their HR department I could have clocked myself in I saw who all was on shift I know where they're exactly at I was able to get onto the service elevator I was able to walk right by the general manager of the whole entire building as I was walking out there and I had two people with me both these people are not security professionals that I had with me at this. Uh it was more to prove a point cuz I already had figured out how poorly the security is at this place. I think I've told you this story before. But I think you have. Yeah. Yeah. And these people are clumsy people. Some of my some of my good friends. Uh if you knew anything about my business and what I like doing and if you guys, my fiance is also an engineer, so I have a lot of engineering friends. Um, they're both engineers. They don't have any security background, anything. I'm trying to get her to share her engineering friends with me. Yeah, we don't need to get into that on here <laughs> today on Brutus needs a love life. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, but I was able to steal a table out of an executive. VIP suite and take it down the service elevator and I was invited onto an opposing team's bus you didn't tell me that part yeah yeah I was invited onto a uh, team bus cause I was put. I was wearing a sports coat and everything and I was like oh I'm gonna go walk past this and the bus driver thought I was just a uh, executive or something yeah that's where i think that in, again, that I, I proves I think, my point I think, of yeah. every security is everyone's responsibility and you know this even
0: proves the point of in an event style space like that that well i'm gonna pick on the nba because they're the ones who i see it mostly with right the nfl's kind of hard because they don't really they care but they don't care right
1: NBA. Well, is you got to think about this too. Uh, if we were going to do apples to apples kind of comparison here, NBA to a MLB style thing, because there's a substantial amount of games that are played in both for both, both. If for both. Yeah. football. It's a lot easier to uh, yeah pr- develop yeah. security for seventeen games w- instead of well where well, you're I, trying to develop security for where, triple digits. Worth. Well,
0: where I was going with this is that. Um, Because the NBA is big on, like, um, their whole, like, players dressing nice, coaches dressing nice, whole business attire before game, after game kind of thing. They don't want, like, you know, people in pre- conferences without being in, like, a suit and a tie or a blazer. And while that's cool and that's, like, a good branding thing, it makes them look professional, which is, I'm not, like... So it's, it sounds really I,
1: weird for coming from you because you're not no. a Thai guy, but I, I, I get what you're trying to say.
0: That, you know, it, it creates the possibility in an event like that where you're trying to be secure and you're trying to protect your brand, your name, and these players and even referees, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. That somebody could easily just dress nice because not everybody else is going to come dress nice to that event. Well, if you're
1: going to an NBA game or any game, what are you wearing? A jersey, team logo, whatever. Exactly. You're going to look like sloppy. You're going to have nachos dripping down your shirt. Like, we all know. Yeah, that
0: if I go anywhere, it's definitely a case of me
1: uh, getting food on my shirt. Well, it's not a meeting without food for you. I know, and like so, our meeting that we're gonna have later so, but, at Texas Roadhouse. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> but anyway, back to my previous point about so in an event like in a situation like that, they opened themselves up for risk of people being able to blend in. Yeah, and well, I mean, I, w-
1: I went up the VIP elevator.
0: Yeah, exactly, and no one's gonna question you because they're just gonna assume because people are also complacent about their whole ID badge. So, you know what I mean, like you know you could just have it kind of tucked away and not visible under your like yeah you could just have any badge like we got
1: from in chicago because that's what they about look like yeah and well i mean shoot i have how many random just like event things that i've gone to like little id things exactly you know that are like oh it's a little plastic card that says my name exactly and oh you went to this event
0: Right, so but, you know in like the grand scheme of things, it's going to be harder to tell where who's actually working for who, yep,
1: and well, you're it also doesn't help risk. what also doesn't help is is if you're in a large scale facility, let's say you have a six story office building, and your business only occupies the bottom two floors and you rent out the top two floors but you are the ones that are providing security for the whole entire building, you better have access to those other floors. And you better have access and, like a better term, the people skills to be able to reiterate and hit home how important it is for everyone because they are using your facility. Right, exactly. And
0: Or you're going to hit the point of where... You Like this is the other thing I think event security Needs to understand is It's not that, even event security Yeah Is that if Places are being Rented out And you're providing The security Your rules Are the only rules That matter For lack of a better term well, I, I mean
1: I, I, I know you're about To drop some choice words uh I stopped myself I I know Good job New year new you know, me. You know <laughs> This is the second coming Of the <laughs> two dogs Howling under one moon podcast Yeah Um So
0: The whole, yeah, like, that's my one pet peeve. Go into a place and be like, oh, we let whoever come in decide the rules. It's your house. Why isn't, why aren't there your house rules? I guarantee if you come over to my house, there's some house rules.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean. No pants. I mean. No government, no pants.
0: And the only safety to quote Black Hawk Down from Hoot is... (laughs) If you guys could see the us right now I'm moving my right index finger as my trigger finger is, too. This is my only safety, Captain.
1: Yes, exactly. But anyway, what I was trying to – I guess it's everyone's job. And if you're going to have somebody to ri- mitigate risk, again, you've got to have somebody owning it. And having a team of people from all diverse backgrounds, your security, IT, HR, finance, you know what's crazy? You have a better chance of getting somebody to fund a security project If you keep financing in a loop Crazy concept Yeah and or like They'll give you more money because they're like Oh you need more money
0: Yeah You know part of me also like The evil 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 part of me Wants to hire people to go in And like to places and start fights And do Bad things To prove the point of why security
1: matters well, you see I have done this um, With permission, of course Of course um, And legal guidance Yeah, exactly Oh man, God bless my lawyer Anyway <laughs> um, He's going to get a workout when we get in office Yeah, I know, right? He's going to hire a paralegal just to watch you um, No, he's going to hire a paralegal to do his real work and He's going to have to watch me <laughs> Yeah, pretty much but I kind of lost track where I was going there, oh, um i've had that I've done that before, um because kind of the specialty that we fall under, which we've kind of talked about this, but really dealing with our the business that I have that uh Brutus here um as well is a part of we i thoroughly enjoy large event spaces it's a security nightmare and i just love it um i love the challenge um and then brutus over here he's very i
0: I like my guardrails so i like dealing with Things and that have, have very
1: strict—they have the things you like have strict rules and regulations.
0: Yeah, and so you have to be very creative. Yeah. To solve those problems, because
1: well, th- th- I
0: th- can't th- do this because of this law, and I can't do this because of this weird requirement, well, and so, all right, how are we gonna? How are we gonna solve that issue?
1: Well, and I mean, so we like to pride ourselves on being very diverse. So, like, everything from a commercial small commercial place or rental, like apartment complex type thing for that's like something that like that's something that's like at the bottom of our totem pool of stuff that we like to do i thoroughly enjoy commercial event spaces we have members on the team that enjoy logistics hubs that's airports that's railroads why
0: don't you just call me out right there instead of just like
1: i'm just playing around i don't know how much you want to protect yourself
0: well, I mean...
1: Yeah, I mean, if you, if they really want to know, they can figure out who the hell you are. Exactly. But, anyway...
0: It's okay, but, I stay frosty.
1: Yeah, exactly. But what we do like, this is the one thing that we always pride ourselves on, and any pe- person, executive listening, we really pride ourselves on, and I know a lot of people that do pride themselves on it, on this, and as a consultant in the consultant world, is... You might have been burned by a consultant because they're trying to sell a certain product because they have some deal with Philips or Sony or whoever. Insert corporation name. If I sell this many products, I get this X amount of money for me. So they're trying to sell your product. To be honest, I don't care if you go with a Costco pretty much, even Costco style. I'm at the
0: point of please just do something. I don't care how you get there. Please do something. Well,
1: I I like I give you a list of recommendations. I'll give you a list of multiple different options. Like you hire us to come in. We know about how much you can afford, right? So if you can't afford that much, like you only have 25 grand all together. I'm not going to make I'm not going to charge you 25 grand to do your whole entire facility. Well, I might if it's a massive facility, but
0: but if your budget to make improvements is twenty five
1: grand is well, twenty five grand I'm not gonna be like you really need five of these five thousand dollar cameras
0: or two ten thousand dollar metal detectors and five thousand dollars in gear that's not useless in two years
1: exactly so like I'm not gonna do that like if I can get away with something cheaper uh Or maybe it's something more expensive, but you'll need less of them. Like, maybe instead of a metal detector, I get a bag x-ray. Or maybe instead of uh,
0: it, You know, the other thing is, too, is we definitely want to be a business of, we come back to us and talk to us like, well, what can we make improvements this year? Or every two years, or something like that. And you tell us, all right, this is our long-term budget for this. What can we do, and how should we spend the money?
1: Well, and if you have, let's say, this year you have $25,000. And you're like... We'll we'll set you a priority list. Like, oh, I have your number one risk right now is key management. Right? Yeah. Okay? We need to manage keys first. You only have twenty five thousand dollars. Your other thing that you have is access control. That's your second highest thing. Maybe we won't do those things kinda go hand in hand. So what do we do? Do we go towards your keys or do you go towards fixing access control i mean it really depends on you we'll lay it out in multiple different ways for you i mean one one could even argue they're almost one and the same so, some could argue yes I, I i can play devil's i have get over here and say yes they are i mean i could as well i mean i'm just people don't see them as the same for some reason but they are the same exactly when you have 22 master keys or 50 master keys and everyone has a master key but then the master key doesn't actually open everything it's like a half master but you also have to rekey your building it's it's complicated it's complicated i trust me we get it rekeying a whole building is expensive it's cheaper to rekey the building if it's digitalized yes there's also other risks and all these other things and that costs more money but what we're trying to say is you got to find someone that's not going to sell you a product. They're going to sell you the service of helping you find what's best for you. That's what we pride ourselves on. We want to be those people that you call because, hey, hey, Tim, this is Bob Joe Bim Bob at Fargo, North Dakota uh, <laughs> Arena Complex, whatever. And we've been having this issue of goats getting away during the state fair okay we don't really deal with that that's a weird thing i like goats I but you know we want you to call us to be like what do you recommend well i mean a real quick side tangent if i get a goat i'm definitely name him billy can billy goat yeah billy the goat I, yes
0: yeah, you know, say if it's a Billy Goat. It, well, well,
1: and you know what's also funny is the children, the child goats are called kids. <laughs> uh, so Billy the Kid. <laughs> That'd be even better. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, like we want you to call us and be like, "Hey, like," hopefully you'll call us before the fair. You know, be like, "Hey, we're gonna be hosting this big event." What do you recommend? Well, based on our site survey from six months ago, if nothing's really changed, I mean, we might still have to come out there, blah, 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 given this whole entire legal spiel so that way we, you know, can protect ourselves, protect you. But it's a lot of protecting me. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of protecting uh, Brutus. Um, But you call us and be like, what do you recommend? It was like, well, if you. If you want, we can call up these people that we know that are in South Dakota that are integrators, but they also do rental stuff where you can rent a giant uh, tele uh, telescoping tel- camera, telescoping camera and lights. And they're like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And then you know, maybe you guys need a guard, hire a guard service, or whatever. You know. We want you to call us because, no, we're not going to try and sell you to ABC Security, which is probably an actual company. So if you are listening, I'm not trying to dog on you. We're sorry.
0: We're just John Doe Security Company. There we go. That's
1: probably a thing, too. But anyway, (laughs) anyway, but, you know, going to that ABC Security Company they're going to be like oh we have our own we have our own security thing we do our own integration not saying that integrators that do that are bad we know we work with some people we'll ma- we'll design a thing and we'll be like hey these are six great integrators you choose that's what we do we don't be like well you got to cho- choose abc because they're Bruce, really great people
0: Brutus doesn't do heavy lifting and if i take something
1: apart you're not getting it back together Don't even get me started on M4s. Anyway,
0: speaking of guns, I think that's a good transition into the next point about, uh, you know, traveling with a firearm. I think um,
1: I also wrote an article about this and that um, it should be posted uh, either later today, which is uh, the 24th uh, of uh, January. It should be posted later today, if not tomorrow. Um. So, yeah, the – so
0: basically is, you know, I think since 9-11 – and I kind of say this in the articles that since 9-11 we've kind of, like, you know, really harped on the security
1: at um, – I mean, if their, you don't know, you'll listen to the first episode. The, it, the, yeah, the airport. It's the TSA gay-like thing. Yeah. Like, it, we dog on them super hard. They get a lot of shit, but they do a lot of shit. Exactly,
0: and – you know, if you're curious why we dog on them, you can go check out the first episode. Exactly. But anyway, um, so with that, there's been, you know, air travel's been restricted. You know, it's not like the 60s and 70s where you, as a kid who doesn't
1: have a plane ticket, can pretty much get almost get onto that plane. Did, did you hear about that? This has happened a while ago, but that guy that somehow was able to get on the tarmac and climb into the wheel well and then, like, fly to Hawaii? Do you remember? Oh, Do yeah. you remember that? That, yeah. that was, like, a couple years ago. Anyway, again security issue right
0: so you know everyone thinks to a certain extent of like well i can't do this i can't do that i hate traveling to the airport because you know i'm restricted and i think um, a lot of times people see restrictions but sometimes as i'm learning you know dealing with in my area of expertise is that having those guardrails logistics rails, guy yeah having those guardrails you find that creative solution or you find well did we really think about it like this like you know most airlines actually now or have been offering as part of their checked bag luggage system that you can um no shit um check a firearm and so fun little story over christmas my brother <coughs> wonderful brother um, only saw the joke Christmas list that
1: I had sent to my family, and then before I got threatened multiple times. With so, are we gonna talk about how you actually pretty much got everything on your joke Christmas list, or yeah, that's where I'm going. Okay, you know my stories I, are long. I know. I was just, I was just kind of <laughs> seeing which track we were going because Snickers. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're. Um. So yeah my brother only saw that this joke Christmas list and on my joke but very serious christmas list that i um did was i said i wanted a nineteen eleven with wood hand grips forty five a c p and then i said to i wanted a holster for said nineteen eleven and then i wanted a thousand rounds of five five six slash 45 five a c p and nine mil my brother unbeknownst to my brother um because he didn't uh see any other list or any other conversation with my mom who's not anti or is very anti-gun and um so she or er, made me get a new list but then my father on the uh, group chat because it was all over group cat, wait
1: just to reiterate We will be bringing... um, Let's go Hearsay. 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 Hearsay onto the podcast. Um, We did record a whole entire podcast with Hearsay, but we lost it to corruption and a whole bunch of other stuff. That's why it's also taken so... Yeah, freaking Iran hacked us (laughs) pretty much. Uh, So that's what took us so long. That's also why we're revamping. We're trying new technology, trying new things, trying to make this podcast better. All right.
0: So yeah so then my dad goes are you considering your audience and i said of course i am because i said um i could have asked for porn subscription uh, blow and hookers right and then my brother chimes in well you got the order wrong and goes or got your list wrong he goes um you need you need porn subscription you need um uh porn subscription wear blow and fun condoms so fire nice. Fire nice. And and I- <laughs> so come Christmas Eve when my family opens up. <laughs> come yes. Christmas Eve. Sorry. <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. We revamped this. This is your idea.
1: Yeah, no, I know. It's I the transition was just you walked yourself into that one.
0: Okay. So um she I get I open up his gift. And what is it? It's a wonderful box of 45 ammo with a nice little extra carrying case for the ammo. And uh, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I have to tell him, like, hey, I don't own a 45. And uh, my mom just starting to about crawl through her skin, because then I said, well. You know, since you got me the ammo, now I just have to get a forty-five to get the gun I was already intending on buying. Yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta get it now. I mean, the <laughs> ammo's just not going to shoot itself. So, exactly. Um. You know, like, and then my mom's, like, trying to pipe in, like, doesn't so-and-so have this gun and all that? I'm like, mm, doesn't matter. going to go get me a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so... But because I flew home for the Chris, for Christmas,
1: you had to fly back i It was definitely
0: not leaving at the house, oh, your
1: Mom might have a brain aneurysm or something
0: yeah, um, so I was like, well, I can either try and pay my buddy to take it in his car, which, given his location of where he lives, it was a six hour drive from us, and I've done that drive over a weekend, and it's not a fun drive to do over a weekend and so I uh um so yeah so I was like well the next best option is to fly home with it yeah and so yeah you the big thing is is you need to check with your airline to know um what their procedures are for um how they want you to present the firearm to them because you definitely need to have a case that's and unloaded but I feel like that's just gun safety 101 People are stupid. Right, I know. But yes. And gun safety one oh one to a certain extent. I mean concealed carry is the exception, but it's a little bit just different circumstances. Well and yeah, th- yeah. 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 So it needs to be in a case, you gotta have it unloaded. Um and then that case, like again it it goes to primarily to deal with isn't there a child's firearm protection act or something yeah. like that? Yeah. In that how you basically if you have firearms and you have kids around you gotta lock it up and not gonna pick on anybody who works the ground show at the airport but you're pretty much a kid
1: in my opinion you know i feel like you have the right to say that yeah <laughs> <laughs> like actually have the right to say that as yeah somebody with your certifications and stuff
0: and background and yeah background yeah. yep yeah, that's a fair statement. Uh, that's definitely a fair statement. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so you, that's how you guys should think about it. Is well, if I'm going to the airport, people at the airport are a bunch of kids. They, you got to have it locked. Um, so, I kind of screwed myself in the planning phases of booking this trip. Actually. And that I allowed myself to have through a major, 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 major airport. I'm not going to give out airport names. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get it. Not worth it right now. Nope. Um, have a 50-minute layover, and I had to go from. We're just going to make up terminals now. Terminal X at gate 1,000, and had to get to gate W. In 50 minutes, at gate. 775. And so, I, you know, I definitely, just on a personal note, recommend like a minimum of a two hour layover. And granted, I'm a big dude and I got to get up and like, after a three, four hour flight, starts like walking around, stretching my legs because I just like start to get restless. Um, You know, and it's good for your health in general. But, you know, it gives you an opportunity to go eat, charge your phone, you know, just take a breather. Because traveling, let's be real, it's stressful, especially when you screw yourself over and give yourself a 50 minute layover. But, um, but anyway, back to the whole gun thing is to make well, sure you. And you have, need food, too. Yeah. If I don't have food, I get cranky. And when I get cranky, bad things happen. I'm kind of like the Hulk in that sense.
1: True, true.
0: Um, true. So yeah you should you got, so with being it locked and having it in a solid case I did I was kind of bad I'll admit what I did was bad but I there was a logic and reason behind what I did and that's especially with the first time not knowing what to expect in that process yeah. is I went with TSA locks don't do it yeah don't do it because I'm definitely now starting to after it was pointed out to me that there's only by yours a, truly yeah <laughs> a handful of keys and was also and i also kind of discovered it the day of as i'm throwing the locks on because i had it double locked which is something else i also still recommend is so have your g- gun in one particular case and have it in a, another bigger case and that bigger case can be locked with tsa locks but the case where your actual gun is should be locked with a master lock or something
1: more secure Alright, as the lock pick of the group here, Um, Abloy Locks would be great, Master Locks are okay, most of them only have one security pin. I'm not saying people are going to try and start picking your locks, but um, for $5 you can download an app that will tell the exact bidding of every single Master Lock based on the serial number. Not telling you what it is, not telling you how to find it, that's all I'm going to say.
0: Yep, so, you know, in that case of doing it that way, instead of putting two TSA locks, which I just gra- went to Walmart and grabbed two Yeah. Two TSA locks, not yeah. even thinking yeah, yeah, about yeah. it, and the keys from the first lock set worked on the second lock set,
1: which, in theory, should have been different. In theory, when people buy TSA locks, you think that they're different, but there's only, um, I think it's seven keys, seven different locks. Yeah, maybe nine. I, I don't I can't I can't remember off the top of my head exactly how many, but it's kind of goes back to key control stuff, which right. security sucks. Um, it's the same thing with like IT cabinets or medical cabinets, even. Right, exactly. They're all keyed the same. If you want to protect something, make it unique. Right. That's all I'm gonna say. Right, so um,
0: so then when you get to the airport, you do need to declare it because I do need to know because otherwise, you're gonna get to experience wonderful the wonderful experience of being investigated by the TSA and probably, the local police department, wh- whoever has jurisdiction there, because so it depends
1: on how big it is, might have airport police, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but
0: depending upon. The situ- that situation because especially you, if you don't declare it, your bag uh, still gets x-rayed. Yeah.
1: Speaking of, it's kind of speaking of like interesting, weird things. Uh, one of our conti- constituents uh, told this story today about how, uh, in Washington DC, the, uh, so if you're going to the white house, right. And you, so from the fence in is controlled by Secret Service. So anything happens from the fence in. The sidewalk is Park Police, and from the cur- from the sidewalk to the curb, and then the street is DC Metro Police. So, but also- the, the, theoretically, if somebody were to crash their car, hit somebody on the sidewalk, and hit the fence. It'd be a fun game of logistical jurisdictions.
0: I think in that case, the Secret Service supersedes them.
1: I'm just saying that there. it's a fun nightmare of how... Why the hell does park police only have the fucking sidewalk? True. So if you're hanging on the sidewalk... Hanging, have one hand on the fence and you decide to shoot a gun at the White House... It's Secret Service. But if you're just standing on the sidewalk and you shoot it at the White House... It technically falls under Park Police, but then you shot a projectile. It's one of those fun logistical things. It's just one of those things that shows, like, jurisdictions are stupid, so follow the fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. that, that's what I was trying to say. Is. So, yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, back to carrying, getting back. And, so, and then the other thing is I would make sure you pick an airline that you can actually track the bag because that will also help de-stress you a little bit. Oh, yeah,
1: 100%. Um, Some airlines will, uh, it, depending on if it's a rifle or a pistol, um, even if it is a pistol and it's a smaller case, uh, they'll still declare it as oversized luggage, and then you go pick it up from a small office.
0: Right, and actually, I think that's what they're supposed to be doing. Um, just depends on the airport you fly into. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: well, we we deal with small regional airports sometimes, and because like they're a different animal.
0: Yeah. Because I'll say when I went to pick it up, that was a case of because we were in a small regional airport, of where I land destination was. Yeah, that it was not pulled. It was handed off like regular luggage. Which one? I'm not gonna like I said. I'm not gonna dime out locations, but they need to reevaluate that anyway.
1: <clears throat> call us if this is you. If you figured out who you are, call us. We'll help. Yeah, cuz cause
0: I cuz cause I don't know the I'm not going to say I know the laws well enough, but I'm 90% sure that's not okay.
1: Yeah, there's some there's some issues there.
0: Yeah. Um because I've talked to other people about doing this who do it more frequently than I have. Well, there I know some people that do it all the time. Right, exactly. And so they they know that routine and at certain airports they've got a an name and a reputation of they always travel with a firearm so they just it's like there's a uh level of expectation Oh,
1: Billy Joe Bob Jim is coming in. Uh that means he probably has his gun. We better go find it. Yeah. Not necessarily and that they lost it, but find it. Find it to pull it away from regular b- yeah. baggage and yeah, exactly. then do a
0: ID check. Exactly. Cuz I can definitely tell you right now I can easily spot one of firearms getting checked. And then if
1: it's not, if it's going to be treated like regular luggage.
0: Oh, this well, is and I'm
1: not trying to dog again on bag handlers, but most of them are child children or have yeah. a criminal record.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, depending, I know you have to pass TSA, like the, there's a t- certain there's, level of a background check that they have to have, yeah. but if you're a nonviolent criminal, not saying that criminals are bad just because you smoked weed when you're 15 and you got caught doesn't mean you're a bad person but i'm just saying like you don't know who's handling your bag
0: right exactly and that's a bit of stress
1: well uh, and they might not have been they could be the most nice person in the world but they could have been declared mentally unstable unstable yeah yeah and they're unable to um like they they shouldn't be around them because they have these urges Like,
0: uh, that Seattle incident?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Or, wait, which one? Are we talking about the one where the guy stole a plane? Yeah. Okay. That made national news? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, uh... um, I don't want to say that guy was my hero. But
1: But that guy was my hero. (laughs) Like, he proved... Again, I'm not trying to call out an airport... But, call I mean, us. I, th-
0: I think people know what we're re- referencing.
1: All right, C Tech. If you still haven't figured out how you're gonna figure it out, well,
0: it was, anyway,
1: yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um,
0: that is um, complete brain fart now. Damn it. Um, but like, I'll admit, there's times when I'm like, I think I could hop in this plane and like take off. Yeah, and like.
1: Not that I would, because I don't want to go to jail, and you know. Don't get me wrong. Just hypothetically, so you steal a car, it's Grand Theft Auto. You steal plane. I don't know. Is it Grand Theft Arrow?
0: you would have to say so, (laughs) but it
1: would probably actually, because the laws are stupid, still be Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) I know, but like, huh? It's one of those things that we'll have to. I'm gonna have to research now because, like, I still. We can ask our
0: when we speak with the lawyer on Monday. Yeah, when we will we'll ask him. I have a list of questions for him already. Yeah. And it's not
1: even related to what we're meeting him for. That's the sad part. Rest in peace. Uh, this he isn't even like the lawyer for the business. He's like a friend. Yeah, and we're working on a secret project. <laughs> <laughs> that we're working on a project with him on that will help, uh, manage the project and stuff. So it's like, um, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sorry, you're our friend, but we have a lot of questions for you and I don't feel like paying a real attorney, even though you are a real attorney, but I don't feel like,
0: I think the, after this meeting, we might have to say, so because now the amount of legal questions we're about to ask you, um,
1: is this covered or
0: <laughs> um what kind of beer do you like and we will make a discreet uh drop at a location of your choosing.
1: Hey man, I know you like the Cubs. I have this rookie card of this select character. <laughs> you know, like s- stuff like that. Anyway, yeah. Well, um uh, Always become trouble. friends with an attorney. It's just, if your friends are attorneys That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So again, what what we kinda covered today was how we were revamping this whole entire show, talk more about security. We spent most of the time talking about security stuff, had some fun little tangent stuff on the side. Um let us know down uh, in the comments, reviews, whatever.
0: Yeah, you know the,
1: and it, or because we're you awesome. can or you can also tweet at us. You can tweet at Brutus. Hang you on can tweet up. Brutus at his lovely Twitter handle. You can tweet me at
0: at thoughts with a capital T, Brutus, B uh, and a capital B too. Uh And if you just
1: search thoughts Brutus, not anything capital, you'll find him. He's the one with the dog picture. Okay
0: fine I'm <laughs> going to try and practice my spelling in English But okay
1: um, I don't want to suffer They don't want to suffer <laughs> So <laughs> fine. <laughs> and then uh, if you guys want to You can uh, find me on Twitter At always a minor with two L's uh, You know Funny thing <laughs> Play on my last name um, Tweet at us Let us know what you think um, I'll try to be more active on give, Twitter Give us a follow
0: I typically only post Twitter on Twitter when I'm pooping, so this will give you guys an indication when I'm pooping.
1: Yeah. Make sure he has regular bowel movements. It's really important for him.
0: Or if I have a cement mixer shit. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm definitely,
1: It's Potentially, it's a two-tweet process. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, again, if you guys let us know. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this new format, and this has been... Cletus, and this is Brutus, on the uh, Two Dogs Howling Under One Moon podcast, and yeah. we will talk to you guys next week. Sounds good. See you then.
0: Hey. 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 Hey.
1: Hey, you. You talking to me? No, I'm talking to them.
0: Are you talking to them?
1: Yeah. Did you know that they can leave an audio message for us? And that they would be able to steer the conversation and talk and help steer our stupid rants.
0: Ah, oh, shit, man! Like this is awesome. So everyone should go check out anchor.fm slash cletus-brutus slash message. That is a n c h o r dot fm slash cletus-brutus slash message. You
1: guys should go do that right now. Hey guys thank you for joining us for this episode remember rate us five stars on all the fantastic podcasting apps and remember that this episode was sponsored by anchor if you guys want to make a fantastic podcast go to anchor.fm and get started and it's absolutely free thanks again and you guys have a fantastic week